Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we will be recapping the July 7th game between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago White Sox at Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, but first of all, uh, we have a, a it, it's episode 205. So, Jeremy, who is your 205 guy? Yeah, Jack. Uh, so, man, you know, we've talked, we've talked already about how pickings are getting slim and yeah you know uh there's uh i was i was combing through everything trying to find someone who like was worth taking or that i knew enough to take um i ended up uh i I dug really deep it was it was pretty much either like guys from like the turn of the century or there just wasn't a 205 guy in any category so i just ended up going back to home runs which i initially passed yeah so jack i ended up going with uh joe medwick Oh, Joe Medwick. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know too much about Joe Medwick. Yeah, Ducky Medwick uh, is how I know him, uh, nicknamed Ducky, although they also say Muscles, so I don't mm-hmm. know if it was like Muscles Medwick or not. But um, but yeah, uh, you know, so played, he was a, a, a Cardinal, um, uh, I think mostly known for the Cardinals. He played from 1932 to 1948. Um, I'm going to kind of go chalk here because I don't – I the to be uh for full disclosure listeners we're recording during the MLB draft and uh I was uh pretty tuned into the MLB draft here for the last couple hours so I didn't have a, didn't have a chance to go deep on on Ducky Medwick but um his baseball reference gives gives enough of a picture um a lot of black ink on uh the uh the, the stats there um 205 career homers um he's his accolades are are like kind of speak for himself as well he's a hall of famer um, he was uh, he's won MVP before, uh, triple crown winner, ten time All Star, um, batting champion, um, uh, in his in his past, and he was on the 1934 World Series uh, Cardinals. Um, let's see, made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight All Stars um, from 34 to 40, um, and then like yeah, led the league in RBIs several years. Uh, doubles, hits, uh, like I said, uh, runs. Um, yeah, hit 374 in 1937. Um, a 1.058, uh, you know, 1056 uh, OPS that same year. Um, you know, just uh, seems like a really solid hitter. And, like, uh, hit for pretty good power uh, for, the, for that time as well. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, MVP in 1937, uh, pretty good. Uh, looks like he had top five MVP finishes for three straight years running there mm-hmm. before he finally won one. Um, yeah, du- Ducky is a, an interesting name too, nickname too. I don't know how he got that, but it just reminds me of Duck Phillips from Mad Men. Oh sure, yeah, uh, and uh, Ducky from uh, what is it? Is it uh, is it Sixteen Candles? One of those John Hughes movies. <laughs> uh, John Cryer uh, was Ducky. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I guess I guess that meant what like good or or lucky or something or fortunate. Is that is that something. what it meant? I, I you know nobody nobody's called duck or ducky anymore. 
Yeah, I think like that's that's well, isn't that ducky or that's just ducky or something is an expression. I think it I think it means maybe good or fortunate or something sure. like that. But okay, uh, but yeah, so um yeah, played a little bit with the Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, New York Giants, um, and uh, but yeah, eleven years with St. Louis, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, I think it was nineteen. 19- in the, I don't know. I don't got it in front of me. But uh, Hall of Famer, nonetheless. 1968, that's when it was. Okay. Um, but, yeah, lots of accolades for Ducky Medwick. Um, definitely before our times, of course. But, uh, yeah, uh, one one of the all-time great hitters in, in baseball, I would say. Nice. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a nice uh, rain delay theater history class right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and hey, Jeremy, he's, he's under he's under six feet, so you know maybe there is hope for uh, the the Cubs <laughs> for, draft pick for Matt Shaw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, yeah, we are um, recording during the draft. Um, the Cubs uh, selected uh, middle infielder Matt Shaw from Maryland. Um, the the White Sox selected uh, middle infielder uh, Jacob Gonzalez from uh, is it Old Miss or Mississippi? State? Uh, he, I think it was Old Miss. Old Miss, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the Brewers selected a third baseman from Wake Forest, uh, Brock Wilkin, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, it's always um, uh, hopeful time uh, for for the you know for prospects and for your teams. Um, I do like the guy who the uh, the White Sox selected, Jacob Gonzalez. I wouldn't have minded if the Cubs selected him. Matt Shaw's come like he's he's listed as what is it five eleven I think. Okay. So, yeah, I, I I couldn't find his his vitals. Yeah, um, he's listed at uh, yeah five eleven one eighty five. He 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 you know he's a, he's a he's a borderline micro guy in terms of like <laughs> baseball players. Um, they're they're comping him to Matt McLean, which like I'm not necessarily big on comping to a guy who you know has been in the big leagues for like a month. But yeah, um, yeah, you know I don't know. He looks he his his hitting numbers seem to you know speak for themselves. Um, it looks pretty good. So I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with him, but. Um, you know, it's he. I like that he's a college bat and uh, comes from a major program and has good hitting numbers. So um, we'll just uh, assume that the Cubs know what they're doing there with that pick. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm I'm excited that the Brewers drafted a third baseman. That position has been a, you know, they they basically have not had a third baseman, a homegrown guy since Jeff Cirillo. Um, Bra- yeah. Braun started there, but they moved him off of it after a season. So I, I hope he I hope he pans out. Yeah, uh, yeah, both guys are um, uh, juniors, uh, so um, that that the guys said uh, drafted, so uh, both teams, so um, yeah, who knows? These guys could be uh, in the big leagues around the same time uh, in a not too distant future. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be cool. Um, yeah, as I was watching the draft, uh, I, I didn't maybe I just didn't hear it enough, but I, I feel like you know if you attend the draft, what always happens is that they boo the commissioner. But yes. I feel like I didn't I didn't hear enough of oh. enough boos, uh, you, but, but you maybe I just. Didn't, couldn't hear on the TV I was watching on. Yeah, you might have turned it on late, Jack. They were booing him every time. I feel like. Oh, they were they? Him. Okay, yeah. I well, so I was I was running on the treadmill while I was watching, and I, I think I just couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't hear it then. Okay, so they they were booing him. Well, that's that's good then. That's they, valid. They definitely booed him when he first came out for sure. Um, <clears throat> they booed they, they definitely booed him the first time he came out. I think there were some a couple other times where maybe it was a little more um, scattered. But mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, God, I fucking hate Rob Manfred. He's such a dumb fucking idiot. Um, like this guy fucking sucks. Like he sucks for so many reasons, but like he, I don't know what's wrong with him. Like he, he, he's not the most eloquent speaker 
uh, and like he's he's out there like announcing all the first round picks. He so um, uh, the it turns out the Blue Jays drafted uh, this this kid Arjun Namala, um, mm-hmm. who like you know has a potential to be maybe the first. Is he would he be the first Indian player in in the major leagues? I guess. Jeez, I, I think maybe he would be. Yeah, I, I mean definitely like. Uh, that's kind of like the talk he's he's um i think he was born in the united states but from indian descent um mm-hmm. i'm not sure what generation but um you know it's kind of a significant story um and maybe the first indian position player um okay i'm not yeah i'm not sure but even still like the first indian player drafted at all was only like in 2019 so it's a bit it's a it's a significant story um and fucking this dumb fuck Manfred comes out and announces him and he's like with the 20th selection the Toronto Blue Jays select Arjun Numala or something like he 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 fucked both of his names up but he called him like Arjun and it's like and it's like you know like people misspeak like if you're like you know on a on a a show like if you're doing like a, a podcast or like if you're broadcasting you know doing the coverage on MLB Network you're on air for like you know three four five hours whatever i can obviously i can see misspeaking but this idiot walks out there and he says one sentence essentially you know and it's like and it's the biggest like moment of this this kid's life up to that point it's like get this fucking name right you idiot arjon fucking dumbass and then he like then um dylan had um uh kid local kid I'm from the Chicagoland area. Got got drafted number 25th overall by the Padres. He's from Homewood Flossmoor, um, and uh, and he he says from Homeward Flossmoor, and it's like it's like you know it's a minor thing, but it's also like you know he's listing off like two like three like you know facts about the guy, his name, his like his school, and like you know whatever. And it's like, you can't just, get, like, get it right, man. Just fucking get it right. You Don't fuck it up. Like, practice it. Like, say it one time before you walk out on stage. So, Manfred's a fucking idiot. I hate him. Yeah, um, especially with, in the case of Namala, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been too hard for him to either ask for some clarification from, like, a, yeah. an intern that's that's backstage or, or, or whatever. Um, or just do your homework before the draft because you know the kid's going to get drafted in the first round. Yeah, it's stupid. And, like, I mean... The significance of his pick, and then just to fucking butcher his name. It's like you suck, dude. Um, yeah. So yeah, I hate Rob Manfred, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so the draft, the draft uh, carries on. Um, the the friggin' Mariners have like three picks, like in the within the first thirty um, spots. Uh, one of those is like that, the first time the compensation pick for like you know like not not uh, sandbagging like like manipulating service time with. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, they get sure. that like prospect perk. I forget, I forgot exactly what the name of it is. It's a weird, it's weirdly worded, but um, but yeah, they uh, so yeah, they get they got uh, like three picks, I think. You know, it's it's weird. They they never used to make a big deal out of the out of the MLB draft. Um, you know, the NFL draft has always been pretty big. So is the NBA. But I remember a time when the MLB draft was not even on television. You just had to read about it after it happened. That was not too long ago either. I mean, like I remember no. when Matt Bush got drafted in two thousand four. The draft wasn't televised at all. Yeah, no, I it's definitely because of the MLB Network. They've like um, popularized it and made it into an event. And now they folded it into. Um, all-star weekend which was the first time in like i think uh maybe last year or the year before that um and uh yeah no it's like you know when like Derek jeter got gets drafted there's like 
there's like grainy footage of like like some like old guy like in an office with a with like a you know like a phone like a, a touchstone phone and it's like with the with the seventh pick the the, the Yankees <laughs> select Derek Jeter from New Jersey and it's like it's like Jesus how fucking like anticlimactic is that yeah but uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was it was pretty cool, um, and yeah, like you said, it was it was cool that they folded it into All Star Weekend. Um, yeah, uh, we, we were pretty fortunate to be able to make it to a game um, before before All Star Weekend happened. Uh, just so happened to be a Sox game too. We've uh, you know we've been a little negligent with going to the White Sox games just because it's a little little harder. <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, and, we were able to make it out to one. It, it ended up being a pretty good time. And beyond, let's be honest, it's you know it's it, if there if it was easy, if there was like more graphing prospects at white Sox, i think we'd be at, at them a little more this but. is this is absolutely true for sure <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so but it is also it, it is conveniently coupled with the fact that like you know you have better chances of getting shanked on the red line than making it home safe so um <laughs> yeah. you know that all folds into each other as well so but yeah it was good to get out to one and um yeah i think like uh we we definitely encountered some white Sox people yep um this time around um so yeah it was a it was a good experience um but yeah so uh i guess uh first things first is um we did go there with the the hopes of graphing so we we got there at gates open um and uh yeah i mean (laughs) i don't know it's weird you know like i guess like when you see what quote-unquote white Sox people um you kind of have there. It's usually in the context of the stadium, and they're all they're usually spread out at this point, you know. So they kind of dissipate into the crowd of people. But like when you're in line at security, it's like you're kind of like you know all kind of trapped in this like same general area. So like it's easier to spot a White Sox person. Sure. And uh, I I don't know. I feel like this woman is like she didn't she maybe didn't like look like pass the vision test as a White Sox person, but her her behavior definitely was at the security checkpoint. Yeah, well, you know, we we were saying that no matter which line we get into, it's always yeah. the wrong, always the wrong line. Yeah, um, it's always the line that moves the absolute slowest. Uh, so first of all, gates were supposed to open at ninety minutes before, which would have been five forty. It was a seven ten start time, but they didn't open at ninety minutes before. At least not our gates. They opened yeah. at like five fifty. Um, yeah. yeah, which which was annoying enough. Uh, but then our line was moving okay, but then this lady in front of us, she was with, like, her mom or something. Yeah. And then, so the mom, uh, well, the lady goes first, um, you know, this White Sox lady, and she gets stopped for everything that she has. She's got, like, a purse, a bag, whatever. And, Jeremy, you were, you were, we, this was kind of on our radar screen because you had a little bag with all your cards in it. Uh-huh. Um, but this lady just like you know they stopped her and she just didn't understand what was happening yeah. and it took like at least three minutes for all of this to transpire. Uh, it was like so like it was so annoying like she, like so um yeah we should say the White Sox still are going like old school with like the metal detector and everything the the Cubs now you know have just like that body scanner that that senses like shapes and stuff yeah but like it's clear and and not only that but you're waiting in line and there's a sign like posted right by the line of like what you can bring in what what you can't what an approved bag what isn't and like it clearly gives the dimensions of the bag and like i mean i guess there's people who are in denial or something but i think there's also as many people who are just completely ignorant and don't read the sign that's right in front of their face oh absolutely yeah of course that happens so like so yeah this woman comes in and first of all yeah she has a clear bag like it's a it's a huge it's a big like tote bag sized bag with like sides on it so it's like it's 
it has some width to it, and it's clear. And did you get a look at what was in that bag, Jack? <laughs> I did. I did not. No. There was all kinds of shit in that bag. It almost looked like I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. It looked like you took like a your drunk junk drawer from home and just dumped it into that bag. Like there was like, I mean, I felt like there was like pens. There was like, um a towel there was like all kinds of stuff but it, it looked like stuff that you wouldn't eat like i feel like there was like nail clippers or like tweezers or something why like, are you bringing this into a baseball game yeah it didn't make any sense like like i know that people carry like makeup sometimes or whatever but like this stuff was i i can't remember any of the the, the specific contents but it, it looked like completely superfluous crap that was in there and it just didn't make sense um so that was bad enough i figured and the woman I will say the woman, the White Sox woman was also kind of annoying, yet she was also doing her job, so I get it, but, like, she, like, looked, she, like, scanned that bag, and honestly, it, it warranted scanning, because there was so much random weird shit in this bag, she looked, gave that a really good look over, and that was the first thing, and that took, like, you know, a minute and a half or something just for her to look at that, then the woman tries to, yeah, go in, and it, it beeps, and then she pulls out like a phone again, like it's comical. She pulls out like her phone and a and a, and a smaller bag that was like too big to fit. And like the woman's like, Mm-mm. like she like gave her like the look like, and shook her head. And the woman is just like standing there dumbfounded, as if like it's like, what do you mean I can't bring a bag in? Like when did when did they start doing this? And like they were trying to negotiate. She had to like I think she eventually left, and then they they went to go check it at like they have like a section where you could check your bags. But like yeah, it like. I think she, like, was dumbfounded, and then I feel like she tried to, like, kind of, like, I think she might have said something like, is there anything we can do here or something? Like, yeah. she was trying to, like, negotiate, like, maybe, like, letting it slide, and it was just like, get out of the way, let us get in there, you know? Yeah, and, and the, the ramifications of this is that, like, there were already a whole bunch of people in the park by the time we actually got in. Um, yeah. Which was unfortunate. You, with your bag, I think you just put it in your pocket, didn't you? Yeah, I took everything out of it. Because, like, I was looking. Because, like, the, the dimensions are, like, 9 inches by 5 inches. And, like, my, my bag, the bag is shaped weird. And it, like, kind of tapers up. So, like, I think at the longest point it might have been right around 9 inches. So, I was... I was I was getting a little nervous myself, so I just took everything out of it and I re- I kind of like folded the bag up and put it in my back pocket. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. Uh. And then yeah, I got in. I you know I was worried that something was gonna get tripped, but I got in no problem. Yeah, you um, sure did. And they they didn't even look at my my binder. So uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was all good. We we finally got in there. You know, after much ado. Um, you'd made some false tickets for us for the 100 <laughs> level. You know, naturally we had 500 uh, level tickets, but you made some fake tickets. Thankfully, like there were, there were three guys standing there scanning tickets, but two of them had scanners and one of them didn't. Uh, we just happened to go by the guy that didn't have the scanner and you, sh- you showed him like the, the picture on your phone of the 100 level ticket and he just let us in. So yeah. once again, like the negligence of, of White Sox employees, um, you know, we benefited from it. Works to our advantage for sure. Yeah, it's so I we've talked about it before, but the the fatal flaw of the like Photoshop ticket is that sometimes they scan it, and if they scan it, it'll show that the ticket is like five hundred level, which has happened to us before. Yeah, and like we've been like, oh, I don't know, it says one hundred here, but it pulled up at five hundred. I yeah. I don't know what's right. going on. So you, I didn't want to have to like do that whole like charade basically. And so, like, luckily this guy just didn't have a scanner, so all he had to do was look at it, and, like, it says 100, so it's like, yeah, we got in. So that was good, Um, but, like, I was getting nervous. I was almost getting nervous. I was like, I kind of, you know, I, I don't mind doing it, and, like, we've it's never failed, I think, and, like... No. And it's, it takes, like, all of, like, like, you know, 
30 seconds on my phone to like Photoshop the ticket. So, and I'm, yeah, I'm not even doing it like on a computer. I'm doing it on a, on a little phone app. So it's, it's really like no must, no fuss, but like, um, but still, you know, I don't want to be worrying about that. I think when you add in the fact that we're trying to get autographs and then you're hoping that the ticket works, like it's, it's a little more than you, you, a little more stress than you would care for. But then like, but then the reality of it is, is that it's just, yeah, it's just such a fucking farce that like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. No, um, yeah, most certainly not. And now the White Sox are 16 games under 500 uh, at the All Star break, so hopefully they'll they'll loosen up yeah. on even having those those ushers there. Yeah, um, I know. We we went down at first to the Cardinals side. Yeah. Uh, we saw we saw Willie McGee shagging um, in right field, um, uh, but uh, we called for him. He didn't sign. We called for Dylan Carlson. He didn't sign. Alec Burleson. So the Cardinals were just not going to sign at all. Um, uh, so they eventually went in from batting practice, and we went over to the White Sox side. Uh, there were already a few kids lined up there um, where, where you get uh, autos for the White Sox just past the third-base dugout. Um, and But very quickly, we were joined by none other than the Gray Graffer, uh, <laughs> uh, also known as Dennis, who seemed kind of as happy as Dennis could possibly be to see somebody. <laughs> he was happy to see us, I think. It was. He, like, he kind of passed by us, and he kind of like... I don't know if he kind of did like a double take where he's like, oh, hey, you guys, you know? Yep, yep. And yeah, which is about, yeah, the warmest you can get from Dennis. Yeah, for yep. sure. So, uh, um, yeah, so that was funny. Uh, and then, you know, and then, of course, you see another grapher. So then you kind of like, you know, be like, so like, hey, did you get anyone over there? You know, how's this guy? Like, did anyone come close? You know, whatever. And uh, so we kind of did that real quick. I think he he was over by the uh, the Cardinals. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you want to just... <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Well, for, first of all, he's like... He's like, uh, he's like, yeah. The, the first thing he did out of his mouth was he complained about something. Yeah, so, yeah he said uh, the fucking Cardinals don't they, they don't sign. Yeah, he was like, yeah, they were all right there in front of us. Um, yeah, and then he, so- yeah, he's like, they were all right there in front of us, and nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and then we asked him if he got anybody, and he said Mikolas, but he always signs. And like that, that's not even it's not even how you pronounce Miles Michaelis's name. Um, yeah. Apparently he's gotten him a million times, uh, and then you know at one point he was like he was so upset that the cards weren't signing, and he was like, "Yeah, I want to throw their fucking cards in the garbage." I mean, I'm not <laughs> mad. Like I like that he said that he wasn't mad. Yeah, I think he were, and he's like Burleson could have signed. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, and then and then apparently he said Ivan Herrera uh, said that he wasn't signing shit, which is. Yeah. Uh, also funny, Herrera had a hell of a game too. So um, you know, maybe there's maybe there's something to that. He goes like, "Yeah, Herrera." He said, "I ain't signing shit." <laughs> <laughs> it's, just like, it's just that's the difference between like a kid graphing and an adult graphing. Is like the kid, the kid graphs, and the the guy says sorry or no, or he signs. An adult <laughs> adult like asks, and then he's like, "I ain't signing shit." You know. So. Um, at one point, Dennis was trying to, uh, call for some guys and then another, another like dad and like two of his kids came over and the kids, you know, the kids got right down by the net. The dad, the dad was kind of hanging out by, by us, which was kind of annoying me because he was kind of just taking up space. Like, I don't think he wanted to get any autographs. He was just like hanging out near where his kids were, but it's like, you know, sir, could you back off a little bit? Cause I'm going to want to try to get in here. But anyway, like Dennis was talking to him 
and like they were playing the music really loud and Dennis uh, Dennis was trying to yell for players and then like he just turns to the dad and he goes ah they play that shit so loud um, <laughs> so that was uh, that was good also at one point he was on the phone with presumably his wife because he was talking yeah. about that he had grandkids and so he was telling his wife that he'd be home by eight um, but the game started at seven ten so Jeremy and I were tr- like hypothesizing that maybe he has tickets uh, season tickets. For White Sox games, because he wasn't obviously planning on staying for any of the game. And why, why would you buy, like, a, a $13 ticket to a, a White Sox game just to maybe get a couple of autographs? It, it didn't make sense. So he, he must be a partial season ticket holder, at least for the Sox. Yeah, or he knows a guy, or right, he, he right. got him from work or something. Yeah, I it was it was you know that those kinds of things are not even worth exploring with <laughs> with a guy like Dennis. Um, but uh, but yeah, um. Yeah, he was also, like, talking... Oh, wait, actually, real quick, Jack. The guy who he talked to, was that the guy that was in the aisle, or was that the guy who went into the first row with, like, the black hair? No. Uh, so, the guy he was talking to, he had kind of a gray goatee, and, like, uh, he, he had almost, a, like, on a Hawaiian shirt. I, I didn't get okay. a real good look at him, yeah. but he was just, like I said, he was just kind of hovering, and it was it was annoying me, because he, he was taking up space. Like, where, where we have to stand, there's really not much space for people to go um and yeah he was just kind of a waste of space because i don't think he was trying to actually get any graphs um yeah at one point too there was uh uh like so the white Sox did that thing where like you know they had like you know uh 150 people walk along the warning track um you know all through the stadium um or all along the field and so at one point um this big guy comes down with like this uh, holding this one little kid and like with another little kid holding his hand and like they they wave at the people who are walking along the warning track as they come by us. And I, I called the guy Wayne Knight because he looked like <laughs> he looked like Wayne Knight. I mean, he was taking up the entire section where we wanted to stand. Thank goodness there were no players out there. But it was um yeah it, it was just annoying. Jeremy, I'll, I'll say this man like getting getting those graphs by the White Sox like it's a it's a tough scene. Um, yeah. Because you got to wait right up until the first pitch. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I have the uh, you know the, the the right stuff for it. Yeah, no, we were talking about it like as as it was getting closer to like the anthem. Maybe I don't know if I said it like right before the anthem happened or whatever. But like, yeah, we're down there. We're standing in in this aisle, and we're kind of just standing there. Like, I know there's people behind us who like were probably blocking their view, but no security guard has told us to let leave. So you you stay there. But it's like, yeah, it's almost like it's just too intense. Like, I guess for a guy like Dennis who's gonna leave, you know, before the, before like. Uh, they yell play ball um you know it's probably not a big deal but like you know we do care about the game still yeah we want to watch we want to see the first pitch we want to be in our seats for the first pitch and you know you if you want to get something to to eat or drink or whatever um it's just a little too much so like i was saying to jack i'm like yeah i don't really i'm not really necessarily enjoying this right now uh because because it is so like um you know kind of tense basically yeah um, I mean, yeah, I, I had to like, you know, like you said, we care about the game and I, I was like, man, I, I, I want to settle in and just be able to enjoy a baseball game. So eventually I bailed like at, I, it was 655. I, I said to myself, I'll give it till 655. And then I got to like start getting ready to watch the game. Um, and we were in the third base side too. So we usually watch the games on the first base side. So like, you know, I had to go over there. I wanted to use the restroom, um, before the game, and I also wanted to get food before the game. So to do all of that in 15 minutes is a pretty tall order. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up doing it. But, uh, yeah, a few things happened uh, to you down there uh, after I left. 
Yeah, and real quick before we get into that too, one more thing that I should mention about Dennis is that he he was talking to like everyone in there. Oh, I gotta tell you about these guys. We we should talk about these guys who were in the first row too. Oh God, yeah. Um, because I I have inside I have intel on that that you were you're not privy to Jack. Um, but he was like they were all like car or I don't know they were kind of mixed maybe, but there were definitely some Cardinals fans in that group of of guys. And Dennis was talking to him like Dennis was kind of standing like right against the net, and these guys were like in the second and third row. But you know it's about maybe like I don't know ten feet back or something. And Dennis is like talking to him like long distance, and he was saying like. Yeah, yeah, your team needs to learn how to sign or something like that. Like he was, he was like complaining about the Cardinals to the Cardinals fans, and he was saying like, yeah, like yeah, they never sign. Yeah, never. I never see them sign. And uh, it's like like these guys care, um, right? But but like uh, but yeah. So he was like kind of you know going back and forth with these guys, all in like good fun. But but still, it's almost like why even go there with these guys? You know, <laughs> like they clearly don't care, and all you could do is potentially. The worst, the best case scenario is that they don't care. The worst case scenario is that you know you start a fight or something. Right. So, um, so he was talking to those guys. Um, it was like two rows of guys, like just bros, and like you know, like I, I, I didn't really want to be standing there near those guys and like calling out for for players to stop and sign for us because like, again, best case scenario is they ignore you. Worst case scenario is they make fun of you. Sure. You know, like oh yeah, you want his autograph, like. And it's like, I don't need that shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's bad enough that I already have, like, you know, hang-ups about being a grown man asking for autographs. Um, I don't need it from them. Um, and uh, there was, like, so, like I said, there were, there was, like, two rows of these guys. There, there was, like, there's, there was probably, like, 12 of them. And, like, there was, like, six and six, like, six in one row, six in the other. And there was one asshole, like, ringleader of all these douchebags. Like, and he was sitting on, like the railing basically of the field. Yep. yep. Um, it's like a short railing with like padding on it. And like the net is behind him, but like he's sitting on that thing and facing away from the field, looking at his guys, almost like he's given like, you know, a, a speech, like a, a motivational speech or something. And it's like, who the fuck do you think you are sitting on this railing? Like, you know, and it, it, I wish that security was around to, to make this guy move. Jack, we were saying like, you know, who the fuck are these guys? Dude, after you left and like the anthem happened, they all get up and leave. They, those weren't even their seats, Jack. Are you kidding me? Uh huh. I'm not. I'm not. 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 No kidding. That was. Those were not even those guys' seats. That that guy was sitting on that railing like he owned the place. Yeah. Hey, tell tell me about it. Like I thought he was maybe a season ticket holder or some shit or like at, at best like they were like some like fucking finance bros like on a company outing or something. Uh, but then, no, they got up and like, like, cause there were some people showed up and it, those were their seats. And then they're, they're all kind of like, all right, guys, let's go. And like, they all got up and like walked and like, you know, went somewhere else. And it's like, are you kidding me? Um, so that was, I forgot to mention that to you, Jack, but, um, BS. So yeah, so you know, uh, so whatever. Jack is is on his own now. So I'm like, I'm down there, and I'm like, I was just like hanging in there just because I was like, I was gonna get something, but I, I didn't for sure need to do anything. We had already gotten our scorecards, so I was hanging in there just a little bit longer, I guess. And um, there was a guy. So actually, while we were down there, a couple guys went over. So we were basically by the the uh, the tarp on the field, and um, uh, we were like closer the home home plate part of the tarp and um basically on the outfield side of the tarp um 
Jake Berger ran over and signed for some kids. Like he took some pictures with some kids and signed like maybe only one or two autographs. We did consider like, should we run down there? Yeah. And we were like, no. And then Tim Anderson ran over there. And uh, I I don't know if you were gone by that point, Jack. I, well, I was. I didn't see Anderson go. Over okay, there. yeah. Tim Tim Anderson went over um, by uh, by by that part, the 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 outfield part of the tarp, and was signing for people, and was signing for a long time. Nice. And there were these people in the first row. There was like two kids and like a, a dad, and the dad was kind of like a short guy with like kind of like kind of like long like or kind of like bushy like black hair. He kind of looked like. Giovanni Soto a little bit. <laughs> um, you remember that guy, Jack, right? Oh, sure. He, yeah, he, I, I he do. Came... Yeah, I, I was. I saw those people. He was. They. Uh, there was a mom there too. Yeah, yeah. And then, and we were like, oh, these are their seats. But then afterwards, we were like, we weren't sure if those were their seats either. No, because because um, they were graphing. Like they they had yeah. a bunch of cards, and so like I really don't think that they were sitting there. And they kicked Dennis out, and Dennis yeah. was Dennis was pissed about that. He complained yeah. about that to us too. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So he did that. Um, that guy, and then Dennis said something like, "Well, if you got their if you got his card, go over there." And so like the dad and the kid ran over to Tim Anderson, and they came back like and and they had they got his autograph. He he mm. signed a card for them, so it was kind of cool. It was cool to see it up close. I mean, I have Tim Anderson's autograph uh, from pack pack pulled stuff, but it's cool that they got him. Um, and so they come back and uh, and and he is signing for like kind of like a long time. And so there's this woman who's who showed up at some point and she's in like the the third row or something right next to us she's kind of like a like in her like 30s or something um but i i i I called her like the school marm like autograph monitor or something yeah she um she she had like this school marm vibe to her like i mean i guess like you know not unlike like what a karen is 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 you know classified as nowadays i i wouldn't i wouldn't go that quite that far because you kind of want to reserve that for like a special meaning. So, but she was like little miss school mom or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I did, I, I didn't tell you about this Jack, but, um, at first, the first thing she says was like, uh, Tim must, must think he's getting traded. He never signs. And, uh, and you know, I was like kind of, and she was kind of just saying it. I, I think she was trying to say it to us, but I don't think me or Dennis were like giving her anything on it. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, he must know he's going to get traded or something. Like, he, yeah, because he never signs. And he signed it for everyone tonight. And um, I think Dennis maybe gave her a nod or I gave her a nod or whatever. Um, she was kind of like more right next to me, so she couldn't really see me. But she was like, she was kind of like, Dennis could have like gave her a half turn and they could have had a conversation. <laughs> and so we're waiting and like, you know, so the, the White Sox now are all like long tossing. They're stretching. They're warming up. The fucking national anthem happens. The guys, everyone stops, and and that happens. And um, you know, then there's this little period in between the anthem and the first pitch where maybe you might, the guys might actually come over and sign. Um, and so you know, we're calling for guys. We're calling for Anderson or Bellin or uh, uh, Benintendi or Berger. And like the woman just again out of nowhere, she goes like, "Yeah, they're, they they won't come over here." And she's and she's she's like, yeah, you know, if they see the if they see adults, they're not going to come over and sign for adults. Like she's like, you know, the kids, you know, some they'll come over for kids. But if they see adults, they won't come over. And uh, we're you know, no one asked her opinion. Mm-hmm. You would think that like any adult in their right mind would n- knows that a player is more likely to sign for a kid than an adult. Um, even anyone who doesn't graph would probably know that. So I don't know sure. why you say that out loud. So Dennis like turns and kind of goes like, oh yeah, uh, uh-huh. 
and she's like yeah yeah they just they just won't come by like if they see adults and like kind of saying like get out of here like and and at, at we're saying like um hey you're you got you adults are ruining for these kids so um if you keep staying here you're gonna screw these kids from getting autographs that's that's right. the the context of what or the the undertones of what she was saying and she says it again and dennis goes and he's like oh, i don't know you know i get i got a burger he's like Co- i get kopeck you know kopeck stops and signs you know i get a lot of guys they, they stop here a lot yeah. and then the lady goes the lady is like you know was not expecting anyone to like push back on it and then she goes on weekdays she's like <laughs> on weekdays yeah on weekends no they won't come over and uh dennis is like yeah yeah whatever you know and um yeah. and so then of course um, and, and God, I never wanted to get an autograph more sure. than, than after she said that. Um, and then of course, like, uh, Jake Berger comes over and, uh, he starts signing and, um, you know, I'm kind of like three people back. So I have to like lean over and like, I took my card out and I was like holding my card and my Sharpie. And so the, um, the Geo Soto guy, he's in front of me. And um, he actually grabbed my card out of my hand and, and held it out and took it and held it out to Burger. And he kind of put it right in Burger's face. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe I would have got it anyway, but this guy, like, definitely, he, he, like, he didn't even ask me. He just took the card and held it out there. Nice. And I was, I was being careful to not, like, put it in his face or be annoying um, and not put it in his kid's face or whatever. And he did, he gave the assist for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and Burger did grab it and sign it for me, which was cool. Yeah. So he signed this Tops Now card. Um, of a game I was at actually, so that was cool. Um, I took, I got some free tickets uh, to bring some of my students last year, um, and uh, we went and and it was against Rich Hill and he uh, Berger hit like a, I think a two run homer and that was the only scoring of the whole game. So yeah. it was cool to get that card signed specifically. It was also uh, the day that I maybe got COVID and ruined our my Scotland vacation. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know because later on, because right after that I would leave on my vacation to Scotland and then come down with COVID. So I don't know if I got it at that game or not. Sure. But, but whatever. Um, so Berger signed that card, which is cool. It's always cool to get a Tops Now card from a game you were at signed. Um, and then, you know, and so I thank the guy. I'm like, Hey man, thank you for the assist. I really appreciate it. And, uh, I patted him on the back or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, then Oscar Colas comes over and same deal. I'm trying to get his autograph and the guy grabs my card again and puts it up there. Colas signs for it. Uh, he signs the card. Um, the guy hands it back to me. And then I said, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I can't thank this guy anymore yeah. for helping out. I said like, Hey man, can I buy you a beer or something? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 that's okay. Um, uh, and then uh, to rewind to the burger thing, I actually forgot that I actually had two burger cards, and I was gonna give him one, and then burger ran off. So I actually think that guy helped me, and then they didn't even get his autograph. Yeah, so. maybe it could be one of those things though too, where it's you know uh, Dennis was saying that Colas and Burger sign a lot, so they, maybe yeah. they might have already had him. Yeah, maybe I don't know. The, he ran off, and like, and the guy, the guy who helped me was like, oh, like that. So I don't know if sure. like he. Um, was trying to get him or not, but uh, maybe his kid got him. I don't know, but uh, but he he definitely helped out. He was he was cool about it, and um, that was pretty much it. Then it was definitely like first pitch time. The players came off the field, um, and um, we're walking up the aisle. Me and Dennis, um, and uh, they Dennis like Dennis kind of turns back to me and he's like, "Do you see that lady? She's like she was she was trying to she was trying to block me," and. Uh, <laughs> And and I'm like that that one lady. He's like, yeah, yeah, that lady. She's getting in my way, trying to block me. He's like, what the hell is she talking about? Like, they won't come over for adult sign. He's like, who the fuck do you think called him over? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, I, I hear you. 
And uh, she's like, what the fuck was that, man? Fucking this is stupid. And then I'm like, yeah, well, you know, good thing she's, uh, you know, monitor like monitoring the section, like to make sure everyone like, you know, follows the rules or whatever. And like, we were both kind of just shaking our heads at that. But yeah, it was it was almost like a bonding moment between me and Dennis. It was like I was telling you, Jack, like it's the moment like in the movie where like we both like, you know, uh, uh you know, uh, endure like a, a challenging situation and then we like grow closer because of it. So like, for sure. Know. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. I, I was almost thinking it, you know, he, uh, Dennis is the great grapher. It, it, I, it almost feels like that's a nickname he would embrace, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's, it's like in game of Thrones. Um, I know you don't watch it, but like they call Jamie Lannister, the dragon slayer, or like there's that other character who has a real name, but it, they, his nickname is the hound and everybody just calls him that. It's like, you know, Dennis is far, far and wide. He's known as the gray grapher. <laughs> I'm glad you, you, you reiterated that, Jack, because we didn't talk about his appearance either. Like, no, um, the, you know, you, you, you mentioned it's like, hey, Jared, it's funny that we call him the gray grapher because he's dressed in all gray. Yeah. And and it's true. He was wearing like a gray T-shirt and gray shorts. And, <laughs> and, he, and like he has gray hair and like a gray like goatee and stuff. And um, I was I was remarking that like he's like. He's built with like no redundancies. Like he's completely like street issue, like basic, like stock human being. Like no, like short hair, like kind of like a buzz cut. Like no ex extraneous, like um, like no like t-shirt with any sort of design. Like no kind of like flair whatsoever. No accessories. All he has is his book and his like markers. Um, he was sporting a couple like thick chains, uh, which is yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, in the first level of like Grand Theft Auto, like when you're the main character and you don't you don't have any like you don't have any special clothes or like a good haircut or like, you know, or anything. It's like that. That's what Dennis is. You know, he's he's like he's like the base, the base character you start off with on The Sims when you haven't added anything, anything to him. (laughs) Right. But that but that's actually and then it would say like, you know, weaknesses like, you know, no flair, like no extra thing. But like strengths is like. Does not nothing to get in the way of him getting autographs. Like, <laughs> like he's designed that way because his only mission is to get autographs. So like anything else would slow him down. So that's that, that's Dennis the Gray Grapher, like completely built strictly for autographs and no nothing else. You know, I, I love too that you said he was talking shit to those Cardinals fans about the fact that their team didn't sign. Yeah. You usually when people talk shit about a team, it's like, hey man, you got you got to teach your team how to field. Or like, yeah. yeah, yeah, your team can't hit worth shit. But it's like. What would these guys care that they, their players don't sign autographs? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's as if they're like, it's like the guys are like, the, afterwards they're like, ah, oh, man, you know, they should sign. They're kind of giving us a bad reputation, you know? It's like they should sign for people. Like, it's like, they, yeah, they do not care. It's like so, like, so, like, um, like uh, obtuse, like, so, so, like, narrow focus, like, uh, Dennis's, you know, M.O., that like he thinks that like these other people care about that but oh my god um yeah he goes all over the place too so i i, I have a feeling that like sooner or later at a minor league game or a, Brewer, yeah. a brewers game we're gonna see him there too yeah he said that he was up at the brewers um <clears throat> the night before or something yep. trying to like graph the the reds so um you know we could have got some some tips from him on how to graph up in milwaukee but um yeah, I assume yeah. it's probably just well, down the line but sure yeah. sure we'll see him again in a week so we can ask him that's true well one more thing real quick jack um uh that you missed you didn't see the first the ceremonial first pitches, did you? No, I was getting food and going to the bathroom. Yeah, so this is this actually happened before the Colas thing, but like, um, so because yeah, so it's like anthem ceremonial first pitches, 
and then like you know then like graphing and then you know hurry back to your seat for the beginning of the game but they brought out they always bring out these white Sox meatballs to participate in the pregame festivities and they brought out this kid i think his name was maybe like tyler nepple uh-huh. which like i just wrote down nepple yeah. because you know hey nepple um yeah. yeah um n-e-p-p-l was his name um and he was like a, a young punk he was like he was in his like 20s he had like an earring and he had like that kind of curly kind of greasy like long blonde hair like yeah. not like like that shaggy like blonde hair um maybe bordering on like mullet but like he looked like a punk he looked like like i think he was wearing a jersey with no shirt underneath and the, the jersey was like half buttoned and somehow he was like a season ticket holder or something. Somehow he was like he got the honor to throw out the first pitch. He threw it out to Oscar Colas. And dude, I swear to God, he fucking he threw it as hard as he could. He Seriously? fucking like yeah, he fucking like rifled it into Oscar Colas. And of course it was high. And Oscar Colas had to like like lunge for it, like like stab for it. Oh my god. And and like it was like obnoxious, like the way yeah. he threw it. And Colas like kinda like he looked down the line at like like Luis Robert. And, uh, and you know, whoever else was down there and he kind of was like, whoa, whoa, what? Like, you know, like saying like this guy, what this guy's fucking firing it in there. And it's like, yeah, that's fucking not cool to do that. And like, this guy was clearly just doing it to fucking show his, his metal, like to the whole, to the whole uh, crowd. But I'm like, what an asshole. Like, and like, yeah, you don't need this guy like lunging, um, for this shit so like it was uh yeah it was it was uh it was too much for sure yeah i mean only only at a white Sox game would it would a guy get uh hurt catching the first pitch from somebody yeah exactly and like yeah totally unnecessary and then like that i made a note of it specifically because it was colas who caught it colas wasn't in the lineup but then he did come over by the players and start playing to- catch with somebody like long tossing and then he came over and he signed for us so it's like you know, if I was in front of him, I, and I don't know if he speaks English very well, but I would have said like, "Hey, what was up with that guy with the first pitch? Like, what a yeah. jerk!" Um, but uh, but it was just too chaotic. So anyway, that was that whole thing there. Yeah, no, that that's why you put Daryl Boston, like, give him the job of catching those or something. You know, not uh, not not one of your star rookies. Yeah. Um, uh, or Clark yeah. the Cub, you know. What's that? Or yeah, Clark the Cub, right? Yeah, because Clark Clark will usually catch the first pitches from at, at Wrigley, won't he? Yeah, yeah, for the Cubs, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I, one thing I will say, I remember when Matt Nagy uh, threw out the first pitch, he threw, like, a fastball, too, but at least his was a strike. So, um, uh, yeah, but but anyway, I was uh, – I wanted to order some food. I, I got a heater um, for the first time this year, uh, so that was cool. There were only two people in line before me, but they were, like, these two – well, there were, there was one lady, and then there were these two ladies who were together. And so th- this, this one lady seemed like she was taking forever – but eventually, like, she got her shit. Like, she ordered a heater. And then these other two ladies who were, to- were together, and they were both in, like, their 50s, um, but they-, they ordered separately. Uh, I should say that one of the ladies had on a White Sox helmet that was, uh, uh, like, like, it like, looked like a nacho helmet. But she was also dressed in, like, a blazer, like, business clothes. Um, so that was, uh, that-, that was a pretty incongruous uh, outfit right there. But in- anyway, so... They order separately, and the first lady goes up to the, the stand. And keep in mind, it's like 7.03, and I was like, you know, I got I to, gotta, like, get my food and sit down. I don't even know where we're going to sit yet. So um, uh, the first lady asks the vending, uh, the vending stand person, like, so, like, how hot is the heater? Like, is it, Ugh. like, really hot? And then, uh, you know, the, the lady launches into this whole thing about what she would compare it to. 
And finally, like the lady decides to get a heater and like and you know and buys the heater. The second lady with the White Sox helmet comes up and asks the same. She's like, so on a scale of like one to ten, like how hot is the heater? Um, And then the person was like, well, you know, I'd say it's like a five. It's like, first of all, why couldn't this this conversation have been combined into one? Second, like this isn't fine dining. I mean, I understand that some people can't handle spicy stuff, but. You're at a ballpark. the The sausage is nine dollars. Like, can't you just trust that it's not going to be anything crazy? Or, at a, or at a why ballpark? even why even go there? It's like I want to burn my mouth a little bit, but not too much. Like yeah. it's like, like, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm you know I'm foaming at the mouth over here. <laughs> but uh, um, did Jack? Did you say they were together? I missed it. Sorry. Yeah, they were together, but like Ugh. they each asked the question separately, and like it, it's okay if you're going to pay separately. But like, just this conversation can be uh, uh, condensed into into one. It doesn't have to happen two times in a row. Yeah, this is uh, this is really bothering me. But like, I think we've described the heater before to the to the audience. First of all, it used to be a jalapeno cheddar sausage, and they they switch it out for like a bacon cheddar sausage. Yep. I think. Yep. So it doesn't even. Uh, it's the only reason now that it's called the heater. I think is because they use like sriracha mayo on it mm-hmm. or some or chipotle mayo. But it's slathered with fucking coleslaw. It's yes. like, that's, have you ever eaten barbecue before? It's like, the, the coleslaw is there in case the barbecue is maybe a little too spicy. <laughs> it's like, I don't think you need to be like the bear, like, a, you know, the head writer on the bear to like understand like how like heat and like, you know, spice and cooling like works. It's like coleslaw is going to like completely, you know, downplay the, the the heat of anything so I, I i that's just asinine to even ask that question it was it was maddening um eventually i got my heater uh and it was very good if anything they really overload you on the uh the, yeah. the chipotle mayo and the um the coleslaw yeah uh my i i ate my dog and then i just had a whole bun of like chipotle mayo and <laughs> coleslaw left which i still ate uh yeah it was it was oh damn did good. you oh nice, yeah oh yeah yeah, hell good. yeah, I was gonna eat that. Um, yeah. It, anyway, it was uh, it was very tasty. My only regret is that I didn't get to. Um, <laughs> it was good. Uh, so uh, eventually, we we ended up sitting in section one twenty. Uh, it was close, man. I mean, we both barely sat down before the first pitch. Like that's how yeah. that's how close it was. But but yeah. we did sit down, and then I was, we were. Pr- I was frantically like texting you and walking yeah. at the same time, and and holding my cards still because like I didn't have a chance to put them away. So I was like texting you with one hand and like. It was it was chaotic. I was like I was walking like I was like you know like like DefCon five or something. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. Um, eventually, I, I found some found some places for us to sit, and I told you I was in section one twenty. The problem was that it, it I saw the ushers checking tickets at certain sections, mm-hmm. so I had to be a little bit more choosy about about where to go. Um, anyway, we found some seats, but then I don't even think we lasted a half inning in those seats before we got kicked out of them. Um, yeah. Which sucked. And then the lady who kicked us out wasn't really very nice about it. She was just like, you know, she comes down and she just goes, you're in our seats. Um, and so I was like, who are you, me? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, so anyway, we, um, we we moved like a section over, but we were a little worried about that, too, because we were, we were kicked out of our seats right in front of one of the uh, ushers mm-hmm. um, who stands at the top of the section. But... It's the White Sox, so that usher didn't care or say anything, and and we ended up sitting in in those second seats for the rest of the game. 
she she was like a, also like an 18 year old like girl or something too. So <laughs> yeah like, right um but like yeah we we didn't even like exit we were like jack was about to walk out of the section and then i was like hey hey let's just go here and like we yep. went just across the aisle and sat in a row um you know just across the on the other side of the aisle and and we were good there so that was cool um but uh yeah yeah that lady the, those ladies were not uh too friendly no um almost as it, she almost had the demeanor as if she already told us that like that these were our seats that these were her seats and we then came back it's like it was almost like it's like we've had this conversation already but it wasn't um so so yeah that was annoying um but uh, i will say maybe as the uh the rain delay theater gods would have it um we did that did put us in back of some real white Sox, some classic white Sox fans i guess yeah you you mentioned that this was this was the classic white Sox experience um Mm. and i I didn't actually put together the fact that if we hadn't been bounced from those seats we wouldn't have been behind these people but uh yeah it was definitely fate i suppose (laughs) yeah for sure so there was um it was three people and it was like a couple um and like to the left like so it was, a, it, was a, it was a woman and a man um i guess probably like in their early 30s maybe sure yeah something like that and um <clears throat> a guy who was sitting like with the, like at least one seat i feel like it was like two seats buffer. yeah i think it was it was almost two buffer seats yeah yeah and but he was with them and it was it, it kind of was clear that he was with them he was kind of like half turned towards them um but uh but like yeah and like they were kind of like they were kind of doing their own thing and this guy was kind of just like with them um he had like a bobblehead that he had bought and then he was like unpacking and as he was unpacking it the styrofoam little flakes were like flying in the air and like kind of flying on me too um but i don't i didn't even catch what bobblehead it was jeremy this guy was the very picture of a third wheel yes yeah yeah for sure yeah um yeah he was um like they 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 put him out to pasture like like um just leaving him like in the in the distance and we were kind of speculating like what's the connection here like most likely you know it's like the guys know each other but i was almost thinking like it was the 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 woman's brother or something which we can explain why in a minute <laughs> sure um, I, I will say it uh so you know the this guy this third wheel he was like a much bigger guy and at yeah. one point i saw the other guy like pat him on the belly uh (laughs) which is uh that would be a strange relationship for like a brother-in-law or like the the brother of your your girlfriend but um yeah yeah you know who knows i don't know maybe they've known each other for years uh we should also say about this third wheel guy that he was dressed all in bulls garb like he had a 1993 bulls championship hat on and then like Mm -hmm. a bulls a bulls t-shirt from the jordan era too so it was just um definitely classic chicago guy yeah, for sure. So the first thing, the first thing that he kind of said to us, like, and so this is the tough part, is because we were talking, we had a lot of stuff to talk about, and um, just talking about baseball and the autograph situation. And this guy was listening to us. He was like, he was already half turned, and he was he was just dying to insert himself in the conversation. I could already feel that vibe. He was, um, and he was he was doing that. He was man spreading to the extreme. He was yeah. taking up as much space as he possibly could. Um, it wasn't hard for this guy to take up, uh, space, but like he had, a he had like his entire arm draped over the, his left arm draped over the seat next to him. Yes. And you know, there's not a lot of room, uh, in this park. So it's like his arm was taking up like half of my leg space, uh, which was, yeah. which was kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one, I would have probably, I probably would have hit his, his hand a couple times, his arm a couple times with my knee <laughs> on purpose just to be like, just to send the message. Although I I could also see him not moving 
because of that. We we also were not sure if he was like really drunk or just a goofy guy. I don't know. <laughs> like, right. He was he was being kind of weird. Um. So the first thing that he said, I think that that I recall is like, I wasn't even like. Do like I, I felt like we were talking and I feel like he would do like a half turn and like nod and like like at stuff we said but wouldn't actually like say anything. And I did so I had my phone out and um I have um I have an iPhone um like and I have it in a clear case so you can see the back of the phone. And inside of the case I just have this like goofy like computer like this is like crappy quality printout. Um, it's even like it's even like I put this like goofy like effect this Photoshop filter on it like this mosaic feature so it looks kind of distorted but it's a picture of Andre Dawson and I just have it in my phone and I've had it in my phone for forever um, and I honestly I'm not even sure if he was talking about this uh, but but he goes to me he just like looks at me and he's like is that Rock Rains <laughs> and I'm like huh huh and he's like is that Rock Rains and then I'm like is what rock rains because i was wearing i was also wearing like a t-shirt with this like drawing on it it's a it's a drawing of a dog but it, it looks kind of weird my friend dan um had it like made for him and he just made them and gave them out to friends mm-hmm. and i almost thought he was thinking that the dog was rock rains but i think he was talking about the picture on the back of my phone and and so it's andre dawson but he's in a cubs jersey so i don't know if he was making some kind of like subliminal connection turns out that he he would be wrong on on some details about like players and their their playing history, the sure. team history. But I'm I go like, uh, no, 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 it's uh, it's Dawson, Andre Dawson. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And uh, then he goes like, well, are you a Cubs fan? And uh, you know, that's a loaded question to be asked at a at a White Sox game. Sure. You know, I have like plenty of Cubs hats that I could wear that I don't because of that, and like, I mean, they would just be asking for trouble. Um. And so I don't, you know, you, there, there's, there's also no good way to answer that question. Um, so I, I said, like, uh, I'm a Chicago fan. Yeah. And and the guy goes, the guy did say, like, well, I'm a Cubs fan. And, like, I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'm like, I, I'm not going to sit here and talk Cubs with you, whatever. But Sure. Uh, but, yeah, so he said that. Yeah, yeah, what I like about that one, too, Jeremy, is you you um, you um kicked it into high gear with the Chicago. You went, eh, I'm a Chicago fan. <laughs> It was almost like yeah. when we ran into that, uh, what's his face? I forget it, the podcast thing. And, you know, we, you said we were from Chicago, and then you pointed oh, yeah. a finger gun at him and said, stick him up. <laughs> right, to Wayne Fetterman. Yeah, Wayne Fetterman, that's right. Yeah. That's um, that right. was funny. But, you, you know, you don't really speak with a Chicago accent, but you went you went full bore with, with that one. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was pretty good. It, you know, like, like you said, it did, it did shut down the conversation, though, because it, yeah. it prevented you from having to have any more discourse about the Cubs with this guy. Yeah, for sure. I like um, <clears throat> it's just because yeah, I don't know, because yeah, because it, it's a it's a it's a little question. Like some guy might like have a Cubs hat on and then say, like, "Oh, you're a Cubs fan," and then you say, "Yeah," and then he pulls it off and he's like, "I've tricked you, motherfucker!" Like I'm a Sox fan. Like come over here. Like who the fuck knows what could happen down at that stadium? So like I I just yeah, I'm a Chicago fan. That's that's what I that's that's the best way you can kind of maneuver that situation. Sure. Um. Jack, I don't know if you smelled it, but like, so like he he w- there was some kind of weird odor coming from him, and uh, I think it was like a Bloody Mary. Like I, I I don't know, Jack. Have you ever have you ever had a Bloody Mary? Yeah, yeah, I I, I like Bloody Marys. You do you like Bloody Marys? I don't. Sure. I I just like I I get it. I get like it's a kind of like a heart like a 
hardcore thing to drink a little bit or something. Like I, I don't know. I guess maybe that might be a Wisconsin thing. I think uh-huh. Bloody Marys, I kind of like seem to be like kind of a Wisconsin thing. But sure. Like, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm just. It's just not my 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 bag. And uh, I was getting the smell. I'm like, I think this guy's drinking a Bloody Mary, which like I didn't even know if they they had those there. Why this guy would be drinking one at you know 8 p.m. on a Friday night? <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> a, something you drink in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so like, it it didn't make any sense. But I think he was drinking Bloody Marys, and I think like the the other two people like refilled him a couple times too. Yeah. Um, there was a moment uh, just to add to this guy's overall thing. Um, where the the, the 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 friend and the woman came back um, with pizza um, and they gave uh, they they got this guy a slice of pizza and um, for some reason it had like that like kind of the the wax paper over it um, and but you know he he got the pizza and he's still like you know half draped across the seat now like halfway facing us and um, he was he was directly in front of Jack so Jack couldn't see him but I I got a perfect angle in on him. And he was eating this pizza, and like he was like, you know, I mean, you, pizza is a relatively easy thing to eat. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if there's a lot of toppings on it or something, or maybe it's like super floppy, but like, you just pick it up and eat it. This guy was like somehow like grabbing at it, like with like, almost like claw like, just like kind of like like snatching at it, and like he was like trying to like it looked like he was trying to like gather it up all with like one hand, and like he was like touching the cheese, and he was like pulling some of the cheese with his hand and there's like kind of clumping it up into like some kind of mound. I'm like, what, what is he doing? And I was like, I was making a face and like, I think you, you mostly saw my face. My yeah. Cause reaction. his, his head was and body were blocking the actual eating of the pizza. Cause I was directly behind him. Jeremy, I'm glad I didn't see this guy eating. I don't know if I'd be able to, you know, to quote the Drew Carey show. I think I'd have to poke out my mind's eye. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, it, it sounded gross. Yeah, and so like, and then like, I guess all to the to the point of like, like folding the pizza up and eating it like New York style. Sure. So it was a triangle pizza, and he fold, folded it up and was eating it that way. But I swear to God, Jack, he was biting. You know, when you fold up the pizza like that, you still bite it from the from the tip from the yeah. point. But he was like biting it from the top, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, what is is, is this guy like? This guy's like trying to like make. It, it seemed like he was trying to make his pizza into like a taco. Like he was just eating it in like a weird way. And I'm like, what is like? I was just shaking my head. I'm like, what is this guy's deal? Like I don't know. Um. The, and so now the reason why I think that that I thought maybe like the the girl was like his 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 relation uh, to that situation is because I looked at the woman and the woman was also eating the pizza like that. It was like folded up. Um. She wasn't quite eating it like him. But I'm like, maybe this is like a family thing. <laughs> they just like fold their pizza up uh, and I, eat it that way. Yeah, I, I think that's actually pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, that's a that's a reasonable assumption for sure. Um, yeah, and then that that, that cup that couple and also the guy also also had big bowls of nachos before that. So mm-hmm. they were definitely going ham on the food. Um, mm-hmm. uh, at one point throughout the game, Jeremy and I were trying to figure out. Uh, uh, so you mentioned the grid game. Uh, I think yeah. it was in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, we were trying to come up with players who had played for both the Tigers and the Rockies, which is tough. Um, Jeremy, you said Octavio Dotel. So we were just, you know, we, we were, uh, you know, we're like, did did he ever play for the Rockies? And then so the guy turns to us and goes, oh yeah, yeah, he he played for the Rockies. And then and then he said, yeah, that, the Cubs got him right after that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I looked it up, and yeah, Octavio Dotel does work for Tigers and Rockies, um, but he only pitched uh, 
eight games for the Rockies for a total of five and a third innings. Um, so for this guy, this this clown, to say that like with the utmost certainty that he pitched for the Rockies, this guy had no idea that Octavio Dotel pitched for the Rockies. Also, yeah. he never pitched for the Cubs. No. So who I, I don't know who the who he thought we were talking. Maybe Tyler Chatwood. Um, like yeah. that's the only guy I can think of who went straight or, from the Rockies to the Cubs. Like um, Latroy Le- Hawkins, he didn't go from the Rockies to the Cubs, but he did pitch for both of those teams. Yes. But yeah, I don't know who the fuck he was thinking about. No, because um, yeah, it's like Strope didn't, Marmol didn't. I don't know like who he could be thinking of, but yeah, I mean, and yeah, he just never played for the. He did play for the White Sox, right? Did he go like maybe he like <laughs> misspoke or something? I, I don't want to <laughs> give this guy any credit, but right. Um. But, uh, but, but yeah, like, and, you know, I brought it up. I'm like, did Dotel, does Dotel work? You know, like, and it's like, if I'm saying it like that, there's no way this guy knows for sure. So like, no, whatever. Uh, so that was, that was uh, goof goofballs. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I guess pretty much that's kind of it. Like for this guy, um, he, he got up at some point. I feel like it was like the fourth inning or something. Jack. <laughs> yeah. He didn't, he didn't stay for long. He, uh, he, he bailed pretty fast. Yeah, and he he got up and he kind of like like signified with the the two people, um, you know that he was getting up and like they kind of were like I I felt like they said something like yeah you okay so you're going okay yeah all right and then uh, I I, th- I could have swore maybe they said something like all right we'll we'll see you out there or something or we'll wait for you or something like that so I thought they were all leaving, um, and then shortly after that the White Sox got back into the game at that at, at that point I think it was five nothing so they they kind of slowly started scratching their way back into this game and then i thought maybe those people were like gonna gonna leave and meet him and then they're like oh this game got good let's stay you know and screw that guy and so he was probably sitting like i i imagine him sitting like in the car in the parking lot waiting for them to come out or something sure but but yeah but so anyway but as luck would have it um once this guy left the, the the guy from the couple kind of like stepped into the role of goofy White Sox fan and kind of gave us some more some more uh, fodder, basically. For, for sure. Jeremy, I, I think you were up getting food when he was doing this, but there were, the White Sox were on a little bit of a rally and they loaded the bases. And so this guy was wearing a Dylan Cease jersey. And mm-hmm. what, what he was doing when the guy was at the plate, maybe you saw this, I, I don't know, but he mm-hmm. would lift the jersey up over his yeah. eyes and oh, like no. I think he would peek out of the hole between like the you know where you button where you button it up. I don't really know what he was doing. All I saw him doing was he he took like his jersey and he he lifted it up over his face while the White Sox were batting and like he would lower it between each pitch. I I, oh. I don't know, man, but it was it was weird. Weird that yeah, that's funny. That doesn't seem like something like a, a guy guy would do like in public or whatever. No. But uh, yeah, and then so like and then like when like um, I guess the Cub the the White Sox had rallies in like the sixth and the seventh innings, um, or maybe it was when the the Cardinals were batting and and like threatening. But like this guy was like, you know, he was like he was acting like it was Game Seven of the of the World Series, like. They, I let's say maybe the Cardinals were batting and like they threw like a a, a, a ball. The Sox like threw a pitch that went was a ball and he was like ooh he's like ah ah and then like it was a strike and he's like oh okay okay yeah yeah and then like another ball he's like ah ah and like putting his hands on his head and I'm like dude like come on man this is you know this is not first of all it's july second of all both of these teams are clearly out of it but both of these teams are 15 games under 500 (laughs) yeah yeah it was just this guy was really into it i mean maybe he just wanted you know to get a win 
maybe this is like his the game he goes to uh, and he wanted to get a win. Um, but of course, um, uh, of course, like he was he was he was doing this stuff. He was yelling, so he was getting into it. He did yell. He did like say two kind of low hanging fruit player puns uh, based on player names. But he did um, say like so Jake Berger, <clears throat> Jake Berger in the fifth inning hit a home run. And uh, I think during the celebration, he was like, you know, he was up and yelling and, and like cheering. And he did go like, yeah, baby, He's like, give me a burger with everything. <laughs> <laughs> so like <laughs> pretty kind of a little on the nose, a little obvious, but like yeah. it was, I don't know. Yeah, he, I, he was, I'm sure he was proud of it. And like, it was just funny to, to, you know, observe uh, from where we were. Um and then um, uh, Oscar Colas came in the game later, um, and I'm not even sure what he did because he he didn't really do anything of note. No, he struck out twice. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he caught. Did he Did he throw somebody out? I feel like he did not. Uh, okay. But no, he didn't even do that. Maybe he caught a, a fly ball. He caught a fly ball in the eighth <laughs> inning. <laughs> Maybe that was it. But he goes like, "All right," he's like, "We're gonna wash it down with a cola." <laughs> <laughs> and like, it wasn't that's not even his name, but yeah, he so he said both of those, uh, which was pretty. pretty <laughs> oh, that's funny. great. Yeah, there was one other thing this guy said. We both kind of looked at each other. I don't yeah. know. I don't know at what point in the game this was, but he just he got up and he screamed, "This ain't the North Side." Yeah. Um, and that's just a classic White Sox thing, man. Like I, I know Wilson yeah. Contreras is on the Cardinals. He didn't. Well, Contreras didn't play in the game. No. So there's there's nothing out there right now that has anything to do with the Cubs. And yet, like the, the White Sox fans are still obsessed with the Cubs somehow, and yeah. comparing them them to that. I could you imagine if you went to a Cubs game and you screamed, "This ain't the South Side!" It would just be <laughs> it would just be lame. Yeah, no, it would it would be. I mean, Cubs fans would look at you like, "Come on, man, knock it off." They would. Yeah, honestly, <clears throat> I feel like Cubs fans would like self police that. They would be like, "Come on, we're better than that," you know? Yep. Yep. But. But yeah, so um, so yeah, that was uh, that was kind of that. Um, uh, yeah, so at some point, I don't even know when this happened. It, it seemed like this was maybe about the time that that the the goofy guy left. Um, but it started raining uh, in the game uh, as well. The skies opened up. Actually, Dennis was the first guy to like hit me to that that there was rain in the forecast. I wasn't aware of it, but he said at some point he's like, "Oh, it's gonna rain, right?" Um, but uh, so it did rain. And, um, this fucking guy, like, and, you know, this is a tough part about, um, not having any claim to the seats you're sitting in. Um, some guy, some guy came up, like people started getting up during the rain and started taking shelter. The White Sox stadium, you know, probably to the, to the benefit of the sight lines, um, they have no overlap, uh, mm-hmm. no overhang in their, in their section. So the upper deck is behind the, um, there's like, yeah, there's maybe like, I don't know if our row, maybe our the very last row in the section it has a slight overhang. Yeah, there's over a little it. bit of overhang, but it's only like two or three rows. Yeah, the very last couple rows of the section. So we were like in the last row, I believe. Yep. And um, some guy comes up uh, and he just like stops and he's like, is anybody sitting here? And I'm like, nope. And then he sits down like directly next to me. I was the second seat in. Yep. And then we had a buffer seat and then Jack was in there. Um, and... Um, <clears throat> Uh, the guy sits right next to me. So then he's right, like right next to me, um, which you know is is 
not ideal. No. Um, I feel like these last couple years we haven't had to sit next to anyone like side by side, which is like beautiful. Maybe not great for baseball, um, but it's nice to like not have to be squeezed in by someone or sit by someone you don't know. Um, and he was there. He proceeded to be there. Like the rain kind of came and went, and this guy just never left. No. Um, he he stayed there for a good like five innings, I would say. Like he oh. finally left in like the eighth inning or something and went somewhere else or something. Yeah, like but that. but at one point he actually got up and he got a beer and a piece of pizza and he came back. Yeah, and I was thinking like you know, hey, let's box him out. You know, let's like move down, which would have been great because like, what would he have done at that point? Would he have right. said like, hey, hey, I was sitting here. It's like, you know, fine, let me see your ticket. Uh, of course, then he could have pulled that on us too. But like, um, but yeah, but then like, but we couldn't have done that because I was gonna suggest that. But then you would have been directly in the way of the the you know the goofy guy with his arm. The man spread guy with his arm hanging over your section, like then he would, then his like his elbow would have been touching like your crotch or something. So like, <laughs> yes, yeah. So that that wouldn't have even been viable because so then that guy ended up, you know, he was mostly blocking Jack, but then he screwed me, you know, in a roundabout sort of way. Um, so so yeah, that was just kind of a a mess. Um, I will say at least that guy was kind of like he kept it he kept it tight. Like, yeah, I I did it. I did kind of lean more towards Jack, but like. You know, we never like bumped it, like brushed up against each other, which I appreciate. But like, yeah, I don't know. I he clearly had better seats because he was closer to the field, and we were in the last row. Um, and it's like, dude, just go back to your seat. Like, you don't go back to a better seat than right here. That was the strange part about it. Maybe he didn't like the people he was sitting by, or something. Um, or Maybe like where he was. Ass. Yeah, yeah, or where he was positioned. I, I, I don't know. It was, it was. I agree that it was very strange, and it was, it was also annoying. It's like, all right, dude, you want to come here f- for the rain, but like, don't stay five innings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he got a little too comfortable. Um, Jack, I don't know if you caught anything of the guys um, behind us, uh, the people behind us, but they were, they were also kind of goofballs. They were. Um, but like, there was almost too much. They were just slightly a little too inaudible to really. Uh, get a lot of stuff um but at one point so jordan uh montgomery left this game um with an injury kind of pretty suddenly um he didn't yep. really like indicate like he was wasn't grabbing his arm actually i still don't know exactly why i you know um uh, maybe if you got a if you got google up jack you could see what yeah he left i'm with, just actually but, gonna look that up now but uh yeah so he left after four and a third innings kind of abruptly and like at one point the guy did lean over this guy and he's like hey why did yeah, I have an idea why he left. And uh, we're like, nope, don't know. And we're like, you know, maybe a blister or something or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. He just, he just, he didn't grab at anything. He just, he just uh, walked out. And, um, you know, and I heard him say something like, if anyone knows, these guys will know. Or like, he's like, these guys will tell us when they find out. Like he said something <laughs> like that. But th- they were talking a lot, but it was just kind of all kind of just barely, like it was just, just barely inaudible. Yep. Um, so... Um, I did catch one little thing that he said, um, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I went up there and I asked for onions and she yelled at me and she said, next time get in line. (laughs) So like, I guess this guy got like a hot dog and like, I kind of think he got like a regular hot dog and then tried to go up to the stand where they have like the grilled onions. Sure. And I think he just kind of went right up and just asked for grilled onions and like, she he kind of like forced this lady to give him like girl onions and then she said like yeah next time get in line and uh um uh, or it's funny to think that he got a dog said no to the onions and then later on was like uh no i actually want him like and then he had to go back but um but yeah that was kind of funny was... that 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 is funny and i think they were sitting there cuz one person was in like a walking boot 
Um, okay. It, yeah, it was like the they had to like set up a whole bunch of seats behind us, and there they, was just a, a whole bunch of commotion. They were in the wheelchair accessible seating, basically. Yeah. Yep. But uh, but yeah, so that's funny. I wasn't. I didn't give them the full turn. That's funny that they were just there because someone was in like a. A walking boot. I, I think I think that's the case. I'm not not 100 percent sure. Yeah. I, I also just looked up Jordan Montgomery uh, hamstring injury. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, that, that's bad because uh, he's one. Of, he's a very likely candidate to be traded. I, I that that's not fortunate for the Cardinals. But no, uh, no, yeah, there's that. no no telling when he would be back from that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so at one point in the game, they advertised uh, something on the scoreboard that was the, the called the Sox Crawl. Um, yeah. I think it's happening on, like, Friday, July 27th or something. Um, but anyway, uh, what, what the Sox Crawl is, apparently it seems that it's just you go to a bunch of different vending stands at yeah. Guaranteed Rate Field and just have a beer at each one and then go to the next one. Yeah, and pay, like, you know, $15 each time, uh, apparently. Right. Like, it, you know... Sure, the a pub crawl like makes sense. It's a thing. I not necessarily not necessarily in my purview, but like you know, I get it. But like it was like socks crawl, and I thought, okay, there's a there's not too many bars outside of or near near you know a guaranteed rate field, but uh, okay, they put together some sort of bar crawl, and then it leads to the stadium, and then you watch the game. But it was like it was like it said it made a point of saying like in stadium, uh, you know, pregame. Uh, and it was like, so what, what is, they didn't explain that that's what it does. It is, but like, what else could it be besides you just go to different stands and get a beer? And it's like, yeah, like I hope there's a package because yeah, if you do that, you're, you're, you're looking at like 45, 60 bucks right off the bat before the game even starts and you're wasted. So like what, what, (laughs) who thought this up? Like it, it, yeah, it's just another white Sox thing. No, for sure. And like, like, you know, what, yeah, each each section, it's like, yeah, this is a section that used to be named after that lady, but now it's named after Tony Larusa and <laughs> right. whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's also it's like, what do you have in this section? Well, we have Miller Lite, and then okay, let's move to the next section. What do you have? Well, we got Miller Lite. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's also like not like they have different bars and different. Th- I I don't get it. I normally we we ignore we ignore half of the things now that they put up at, on the White Sox Stadium, but this one I had to throw up there because I'm yeah. like, this needed to be. Uh, unpacked a little bit yes um yeah um you know as far as uh, like vendors go um you know it's just not quite the same um you know i should we should mention i guess there's a there's a guy on twitter a a, a cubs beer vendor who like had or not twitter um on instagram i think it's maybe on tiktok i watch all my tiktoks on instagram uh like a like a true uh you know uh gen z person yeah. but uh this guy um he he has a, a an account and he he's a younger beer guy but he interviews the older beer guys and it's kind of like a treasure trove like because i feel like we talked so much about the beer guys early on in this podcast maybe not so much uh these days but um uh we found out that sam eagle who we talked about who we saw at both cubs and white Sox games he still is in the game but he like he works the 100 level now um, at Wrigley Field, um, and like that, apparently, like selling beer in the 100 level is like the the top of the hierarchy. Is uh, it for for beer vendors? Yeah, based on what these videos are saying, they they interview this other guy and they said something like, you know, what would you um uh like to accomplish at Wrigley or something like? He asked him some goofy question, and the guy goes like, oh, bud in the hundreds, um, mm-hmm. like you know that that's like his dream, and then he's an old guy, and then he goes like, oh yeah, bud in the hundreds, and he's like. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not old enough for that yet. 
um, which is nice. funny because he was like clearly like 65 years old or something. Sure. Um, so like you have to work your way up there, and I think those guys don't ever retire. That, that's an interesting theory. Uh, yeah, it's almost like becoming an umpire, right? Like there's no turnover. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's interesting, though. I mean, you think about the 100 level, like those are the people who have the most money, like those mm-hmm. tickets are the most expensive, so they're the most likely to pay twelve dollars for a beer um yeah so okay that that More makes than, uh, that makes sense yeah but in the hundreds um so yeah that's that's good stuff um that's that's real deep vendor talk oh yeah um but uh but yeah so like you know i whenever there's something slightly remarkable about vendors i try to try to incorporate it there hasn't been much lately there was a guy walking around and i feel like we've seen this guy before but like um I don't know if he was just feeling squirrely that night or what, but he goes, um, he's walking around and he's like, beer on ice. What a concept. <laughs> and like, and like he's, he walks around with like a big ice pack, like of, uh, like a big Ziploc bag of ice with his beers. He actually said at one point, he's like beer on ice or actually really more like ice on beer, but you get it, you know, yep. whatever, but it's still good or something like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's about the best we got for, for vendors, uh, you know, in recent times. No, that was good stuff. Yeah, you bu- you bought a water from a vendor, right? I did. I bought a, a diet coke, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's actually that's probably notable. That's the first time in this podcast that we've ever, I think, purchased something from a v- vendor themselves. Yeah, we never do that, do we? No, no. And like, yeah, I guess it's it's part and parcel of like being up, um, you know, uh, trying to get autographs right until first pitch. I didn't. I was kind of worried to get up and go out of the section to try to get food because I thought maybe they might stop me from coming back in. Yeah. Um, so then I, I did just like, I wanted a drink. So I just stopped the guy and, and, and bought a soda from him. Um, and, uh, the nice thing about that is like, obviously you're, you, you tip those guys or whatever, but like they have like the preset, um, amounts. Yes. And so like 15% on the soda was like 79 cents or something. I actually oh, yeah. tipped, I tipped whatever the next thing was where I gave him like a dollar. So I gave him like a dollar Oh three or something, but it's uh it's all on the card anyway. So, um, so yeah, that was, you know, it was worth a dollar or whatever to, to, to not have to worry about getting, uh, you know, boxed or like held out of that section. Um, it would turn out that I would get up at one point to go to the bathroom anyway. And then, um, I saw an opening and I did get myself my own heater. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it is damn good. It's just a good food item. It is. Um, yeah, no, uh, no denying it. Uh, the game itself was, was good too. It was actually a, actually a good game. We feel like yeah. we don't see many for the podcast. Uh, it was a good back and forth game. The uh, Cardinals jumped out to I think a five to nothing lead. Yeah. Uh, Montgomery got hurt at, when the game was five to one. That kind of screwed the Cardinals because their bullpen is trash. So Montgomery left with four and two thirds. I think he pitched four and a third maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, the, the Cards bullpen had to cover the whole rest of the game, and they promptly blew the lead. Um, and then the White Sox blew it back. And then uh, the White Sox got the lead back. The Cardinals blew it again. So back and forth game, a lot of home runs, a lot of offense, a lot of action, um, and some questionable decisions by the by Ali Marmol for the Cardinals too. Yeah, they put in like a kid making his major league debut into a situation where they had just taken the lead back after blowing it. So I think it was seven to six, I guess. Yeah. And um, this kid, like, yeah, like, um, I think he, like, walked uh, or he gave up a homer right away, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he had he had to face the uh, the heart of the order. It was like the yeah. two, three and four hitters. And like, why would you put a rookie into that that situation? Um, and yeah, he blew the lead and then they brought Chris Stratton in and Stratton walked in the lead run and uh, 
or you know he the the other guy put the guys on base stratton walked in the lead run um and mm-hmm. then he pitched stratton for an inning and a third it's like why why wouldn't you just put stratton the veteran pitcher in to start that inning it, it didn't make yeah. any sense yeah at that point they had enough time to um to get their 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 bullpen in in order um <clears throat> so yeah they they blew it and uh i mean like yeah f- that's just an indication of how bad the cardinals are this year like that they you know blew it to uh to a bad White Sox team, uh, so yeah, yeah. Nolan Nolan Arenado hit two home runs too, which was which was cool to see. Um, the Cardinals would go on to win the next two games, putting the White Sox sixteen games under for the uh, at the All Star break. But this that one was a good one, probably probably the best game we've seen all year, or pretty pretty close to it, I would say. Definitely for the White Sox for sure. It's <laughs> the best White Sox game we've seen in a couple years. I feel. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Um, yeah, so we decided to take the Green Line um, uh, home at least partially until we could transfer the Brown. Uh, we, we decided to get a, a few beers after the game too, which was fun. But uh, yeah, at the Green Line station, some guy comes up to us and goes, "Hey, do you guys smoke weed?" Um, and we, you know, we said no. Um, and then he just left us alone. But, uh, yeah, we figured we should make a note of that one too. But the, the, um, the, the, maybe the most notable thing of that is that he was wearing a White Sox, like a White Sox, uh, employee uniform. So he was a White Sox. Oh, was he? I didn't see that part of it. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a White Sox hat and like a, a gray polo shirt. So like he was like a beer vendor or like he worked at the stands or whatever. And he was just like, you guys smoke weed? And, uh, no, sorry. And he's like. Whatever. Yeah, these these are the people checking tickets at the 100 level, yeah. you know. Yeah. So there there you go. Um, so. Well, that yeah, that's another one in the books. Um, and I, I think that we, uh, you know, we probably won't make it to another game until the second half starts, obviously. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the Cubs are in town that, that first week uh, of the second half. So I think we'll be able to catch something. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this, this episode will probably come out, uh, on all-star day. They yep. haven't announced the, um, starters yet. I'm, I'm hoping that it's Justin Steele, but, uh, Swanson and Stroman have both bowed out. Swanson's on the IL, but Stroman bowed out of the, uh, the all-star game. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It would be cool if Justin Steele started, but there's also like Zach Gallen and, um, I don't know if Spencer Strider, I think, pitched Friday, so I think maybe that precludes him. I actually no, he could he could pitch. Um, so yeah, I don't know. They'll probably go with one of those guys, but uh, it, you know, it would be cool if if Steele started. But um, I'm sure he'll get in. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, we got a little uh, um, All Star break here, and um, but soon enough we'll be back at the games. Yeah, right on. Uh, all right, well for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sokowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we'll see you in the second half. Later.